The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Paper Route. This is B. Marshall, Brandon Marshall, sometimes the beast. Well, maybe not anymore. That was when I was playing ball. I also have super producers, Andrew Wu-Hu, and I have B.C. and the Booth. Fellas, Paper Route, Sirius XM, Faction Talk, Channel 103. What up? What's good? much, brother? Excited about today's show, man. We got so much to talk about. We got some NBA stuff. We have other information I don't want to reveal too quickly, but I think we're going to have a great show, guys. How you feeling? Well, it's like the teaser. It's like the teaser. I mean, I'm feeling good, man. Look, we've been talking about um, this NFL postseason being a legendary one, and, and, and it is. Uh, it's going to shape out to be a legendary one, but really interesting. You know, like who would have thought, you know, you would have – uh, the Detroit Lions in this position, right? Like, obviously, at the end of last year, they they finished the season as one of the hottest teams, and really, they just continued that. But, man, like, Dallas Cowboys, Eagles, et cetera, et cetera, like, where are they? Obviously, we know where they're at, but, you know, the Detroit Lions, they're in position right now. Watch out. So I'm excited to talk some football, bro. Um, I'm excited to play a few games. I'm Ready to get right into it. Let's get it. And also, what well, before we do that? And also, it's a little boxing talk, right? Like you know, you 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 a guy? Can we talk about a little bit of that later with Andre Berto? Is that cool with you? Oh yeah, you know I love combat sports, probably more than <laughs> sports sports. <laughs> I know. So let's get right into it, fellas. We got Sirianni on the docket. All right, we know that the Eagles want Sirianni to return as their head coach. However, there's a lot of talk about who will be his OC and his DC. So let me ask you guys, is Sirianni still the best option for the Eagles? And if not, who is? Yeah, so uh, this is really interesting. I think Ron Rivera, well, we know that Ron Rivera interviewed for the DC job. I think that would be an excellent pickup if he can get Ron Rivera um, 
the Eagles may find themselves back where they need to be from a defensive standpoint. They got some personnel challenges. They're going to have some cap issues. So they got a lot of work to do. But I played against Ron Rivera when he was the DCB, you know, for the San Diego Chargers. And I was with the Denver Broncos. So three, four years in a row, legendary battles. Like he is one of those guys. Now, obviously, been a head coach for the past 12 years or whatever it is. And now he finds himself back in position to be a coordinator. And so if he does that and then off and then also on the offensive side, get the right guy there. Yes, he's the guy. Right. You know, he, you're only as good as the people on your team. And so Ron Rivera, they need to do everything to to keep Ron Rivera uh, in, in the city if they haven't hired him yet. Like, I don't know when you guys are going to hear this, but hopefully they, they get this deal done ASAP. Offensively, I think it's a it's like a I feel like they need to have a come to Jesus moment. I think I feel like they need to get in the room. The Jalen Hurts of the world, you saw even the last game, their tight end, you know, G was yapping at the quarterback. You saw A.J. Brown do that, you know, uh, once or twice this year. And I just feel like it's a chemistry continuity thing there. They just got to get back to complimentary football, and they got to get their chemistry right. So is Nick Sirianni the guy? I think he is with, with the right offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. And, and, and so far, they, they you know, they're making some great headway with Ron Rivera. I mean, I do have a question based off of what you just said, which is Ron Rivera did 13 years as a head coach, and now he's going 13. back to D.C. Like, is that discouraging a little bit or, yeah. you know, just because it's kind of a downgrade. What do you mean back to D.C.? Because he was a D.C. for like five or six years, and then he became a head coach oh, oh, for the D.C. 13. I thought you were talking about when you say D.C., I know they're in Virginia, Washington. I was like, hold on, you got fired oh, you, now. You this <laughs> report that he's – about to be the DC in DC? <laughs> no, no, no. That'd be a real downgrade. Hold on. So he's going. So, so what was your? So what are you saying? I was just asking, like, in your opinion, like, if he's going from 13 years as a head coach, does that feel like a failure to now go to DC? Like, will he really make an impact, knowing that he's taking a down downgrade in his career? That's that's interesting, uh, Wu, because you know I was, you know. Initially, I was going to say, no, that's like, that's what happens, right? You know, Josh McDaniels, yeah. there's reports that if Bill Belichick get the Falcons gig, that Josh McDaniels probably going to follow him as the OC. That happened before with Josh McDaniels. He's the defensive, uh, he was a head coach of the Denver Broncos. He gets fired after two and a half, three, two and a half years, three years, and, and then he goes back and be the OC. So we see this all the time um, in, in football, and he's not the only one. But it is interesting, right, when it's, you know, 12 years right like going back to be a coordinator um that is the interesting one it's almost like you know obviously tomlin been there for like 17 years but it's like can we ever see coach tomlin going back to a defensive coordinator do we even remember that's that's those times when coach tomlin was a defensive coordinator down in tampa right like yeah that is interesting that's like somebody calling i think go ahead go ahead no i said that's like somebody calling belichick asking them to join their staff Now you're going too far. <laughs> Belichick. You're gone too far, years. Biggs. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> he said, you went to the extreme. I'm just BC. saying. That's what, it's, that's what it's like. You're going from the coach for 13 years. Now you're going back to the defensive coordinator. Like, and, why is that, and why is that the answer? Like, why is he the answer? Ron Rivera. Because he, he didn't have any success. I was going to get it at either. He didn't have no real success as a head coach. So why is well, he the well, answer the as a D.C.? Well, he well he 2015 he took the Carolina Panthers to 
the Super Bowl. I don't know if that was Super Bowl 50. Was but that him or was that Cam? Con- was it was that both. Ron or was that Cam? Has, has, he done it, has he done it since? Has he been able to re- uh, duplicate that success without Cam? Uh, oh, my goodness. No, he hasn't. Dang. So I would say, listen, his, 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 you know, as a coach, he's averaged. As a defensive coordinator, he is brilliant. That's what I would say. Brandon, I got to you know, say this. You got, his record in 2015 was 15 and 1. He yep. got close to it again in 2017, 11 and 5. 2016, and every year since 2018, he hasn't won over seven games. Oh, eight games. Right. Right. Nah. Why yeah, but, but the work? thing is, like, why? Like, I can see, you know, I can understand after 13 years, you know, going back to defensive coordinator, you know, that that is a tough transition, but he loves it and he's really good at running in the defense right um as a mm-hmm. as a head coach there's so many different responsibilities you know that's why you see that's why I, I don't understand why we rush to hire you know the hottest defensive coordinators and offensive coordinators because their unit is performing well when you know you hire them now you, they have to build a team run a team uh you know hire coaches fire coaches do all of that stuff that's a different skill set right so ron rivera was an okay head coach maybe good head coach for some right leader of men but as a defensive coordinator you you don't forget that football right yeah he was doing other things but ron rivera is still him and even when you think about these years that you just talked about like in washington where they win seven games seven games seven games well they still have really good defenses they still had some amazing uh fronts so I, I think this is an amazing hire for the Philadelphia Eagles, for real. So my follow-up to that would be, let's say it's eight games in – it's week eight in Philly. And let's say Philly is four and, four and four or three and five, they're not doing well. Philly decides to fire Sirianni. Is Ron Rivera the step-in coach? No, the interim head coach? I don't think so. I, I think BC. Yeah. What's the trend now? And I don't know who's on the staff, but what's the trend, B? You know the trend, man. We need linebackers. We need uh... <laughs> <laughs> former players. We need former I'm players. still hopeful for the younger. wide receiver. That's why. Uh, that's coach. younger. That you know what I mean. This is why I'm saying Ron Rivera. Like, why are you still allowed to go get these? Like, I, one thing I don't understand about the NFL is how some of these coaches are still just able to fail here, but now they're the they're the they're the hottest ticket in another city fail there and now yeah that's the coach that we need to go get like no man like you ain't get the, y'all ain't get the job done so now go get some new coaches that we yeah the nfl just like to recycle the same old ass coaches all the time like bro no go yeah. watch brandon one. staley go get a job <laughs> well yeah I, and i and, and listen and i would support that so i i disagree <laughs> with bc here if it's linear, I agree with BC. Head coach, the head coach, head coach. Oh, oh, oh. I agree with BC. But when you're, it's pretty much a demotion. You go from head coach to defensive coordinator. A lot of these coaches, that's where they, 90% of these coaches, that's exactly where they were supposed to be. Like you were never supposed to be a head I coach. I see what you're saying. True. You were born to be a defensive coordinator, and that's okay. Steve Spags, Spagnolia. Out there in Kansas City, he was the head coach of the St. Louis Rams when the Rams were out in St. Louis. He had a stint out there. He was the amazing defensive coordinator. He was one of the hottest. He was with the uh, New York football giants, I believe, yeah. first. Yeah, he was. Right? They yeah. win the Super Bowl. Maybe he, maybe he was there when they, when they won 
uh, two, and everybody out there can fact check me. Everybody listening to SiriusXM fact check me on this. But then he goes out there and be the head coach, okay? Where has he been since then? Defensive coordinator, and he's thriving. The Kansas City Chiefs are actually winning off of their defense. We've never seen that in six years since Patrick Mahomes been the, the, the starting quarterback. I'm saying all that to say this. Some of these guys are supposed to be defensive coordinators. Ron Rivera, good coach, head coach, excellent defensive coordinator. Even what you're saying, like Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley did a phenomenal job with the Rams, bro. Was it the Rams? It was the Rams. He was a defensive coordinator. Did a phenomenal job. Now, I think it was premature to go get him and throw him in as a head coach, right, because he was still a young coordinator. But he did a great job. That defense did a great job. So I think uh, Brandon Staley would be a great uh, guy to look at if you need a defensive coordinator, for sure. And a lot of times you got to think about it. That's even more experience because all you need is sophistication. That's what we want. Does our fo- What is our brand of football, and does it make sense? Some of these guys, young guys out there, bro, it's like they don't know. They're just making up shit. And, 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 and so, like, a Ron Rivera, a guy that's seen everything, like there's nothing – an offense can throw at him that he's never seen before. He's seen it all. All the trick him, dick him stuff. I know that might be a pause, hey, so I'm going to say yo, pause. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's nothing that, that there's nothing that he hasn't seen. Obviously, there's new wrinkles here and there, but the game is the game, right? 11 personnel, 12 personnel, one running back, two, two, two receivers, two tight ends, 21 personnel, uh, two receivers, one tight end, two backs. Like, it's the same thing. 11 personnel, three wide receivers, one tight end, uh, two running backs, or one running back. Like, it's all the is same. Is he so, a championship um, coordinator? Is he a championship coordinator or a championship yes, coach? Yes. Has he won I it? would say <laughs> well, Has he they, done it? they went to the AFC Championship when he was in count. San Diego. <laughs> that, <with> don't count. <laughs> that don't count. <laughs> BC don't care about that. <laughs> that don't count, man. This is the thing with BC. This is what I'm learning about BC, bro. It's like all or nothing. Yeah. So you mean to tell? You know, it's a long process. So these guys. Nah, I want to see. You to be I want to see progress, and I want to see sustained success. He doesn't like. I know he just came out of a losing situation. So I don't know if that's the guy that I want to put. When Spags went and got the head coaching job, he was coming from a winning situation. Like he was coming as a defensive coordinator of a Super Bowl champion. Yeah, let's go pluck that guy. You're going to go get this guy who's coming out of a trash situation over there. He didn't do didn't do much, and now he's your guy in Philly. He's supposed to go from – loser to the winner in philly i don't i don't see it i don't see that i don't see it i see his mm. point on that for that i'll just go get a new young blood mm. that's, get that's you a, a that's new tough. young linebacker yeah for that i don't know well let, let me let me it's, let's play a little do you guys invest a little something a little something a little something here a little invest? something here a little let, something there you know how they got the new york there, stock exchange so let's play the philly stock exchange are you mm. buying Philly stock right now? Like how he just said, coming from a losing I'm situation. Selling. I'm selling. You know, I'm not no, even No, but holding. let me ask you. We know how the stock market works. You got to buy low. So are you buying Philly stock now for next season or are you selling? So, uh, listen. I'm closing, that's very, my, I like I'm this. closing my position. You're holding <laughs> your position? I'm closing my position. <laughs> okay. Oh, so you're selling stock. Yeah, yeah I'm out of there. 
short that month. Yeah, you better buy short. while it's low. Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen. I, I, um, yes, I am. Uh, there's a couple of things that we can do. You can buy. You can buy more. Uh, you can hold. Um, you know, you can sell. Um, you know, hell, you can short, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so, this is a, it's a bullish market right now. A lot of action, right? A lot of action. Washington Commanders, they got some action. The Dallas Cowboys, okay, that's cool. Y'all want to fire everybody, but the Dallas Cowboys are in position to be the better team, the best team in that division, right? So there's action there. There's action in Detroit, right? There's a lot of teams out there. What's going to happen in Green Bay next year? There's action there. There's 49ers. They're still going to have action. Right. So very bullish market. So, listen, I'm selling and I'm taking the field. Right. Like I'm going I'm to take I'm going to take my money and I'm going to put some I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on Detroit. I'm going to sprinkle, you know, uh, uh, I'm going to sprinkle a little bit. I was about to say a lot on the Dallas Cowboys. Soon. <laughs> God, damn, we do this every year with the Dallas Cowboys. That's what I'm telling you the year ain't even over. I'm still talking about the Dallas. I'm talking about the Dallas Cowboys. For next no year. dividend. So I'm selling. I'm selling. Yeah. Hey, well, BC say he is out of the market for Philly. But hey, so yeah, last week we had a, a nice game. Say, say it again, BC. Nah, I said I gotta reallocate those funds. <laughs> what are you gonna do with it? What, what, so what, what, you investing in the NYG? In the um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold <clears throat> and find the right time to to get in. I'm gonna just hold and find a a a, a good horse to get behind. There you go, mid season type of guy. No, no, no. But early, oh, early, sir. not mid season, but. When I can see a little bit more of the landscape right now, it's uh, yeah, nah, it's too soon and everything's a wash. Just let that. I respect that. Let let that let it reset. Cowboys, uh, let bro. it reset. Let that, it reset. Take, take, hey, listen, sell Eagles, buy Cowboys. Never buy the Cowboys. You can't trust them. Next, I'm telling well, you, you I'm cannot trust them. You, about the drop. You, you said that this morning. I mean, you said that early this year. Cowboys. Hey, didn't CD didn't CD mom say that Dak stock uh dropping? Oh, see, yeah, I hurt yeah. the market. She's shorting them. See, she's that's yeah, insider she's trader exactly. right there. Exactly. That's insider trader. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she's affecting the market right now. You know what I mean? She's dropping. It's a downturn. <laughs> got them prices dropping. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, she let's might, move, let's go, move on a little bit, guys. For that. What she got to say insider trader. Insider trader. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody liquidate right now. Y'all not going to let me move on. All right, guys, so let's play a fun game called the Final Four. Last week we played the Elite Eight QBs, and I think that was actually a really fun game. But this week we're going to actually play the Final Four. So right now we know we have an Elite Four QBs left in the race for the Super Bowl, and I actually have some questions. And I need to know if the answer is Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Brock Purdy, or Jared Goff. So first question is, which QB has the most to gain this weekend? Mahomes, Lamar, Purdy or Goff. We're going to do it the same way we did last week. We're going to have both of you answer, and I'm going to write them down. Okay. BC, do you would need you me like to me to go first? Yes, sir. Okay. Final four. It's coming down to it. This is championship weekend. AFC championship. NFC championship. So on the NFC side, you have the 49ers, Brock Purdy. And then you have... Jared Goff for the Detroit Lions. The, the the Rams threw him out the city. We don't want him. 
And then on the AFC side, we have the guy, the man, Lamar Jackson, going up against – who is he going against? Purdy. No, not Purdy. No. Um, you said Purdy, damn, bro. Come on, bro. I'm teeing you up. Sorry. I'm teeing it's you Kansas up. It's Kansas City. Come on, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes against Josh Allen? Patrick Mahomes. No, no, Patrick Mahomes, the guy that, like, we said couldn't get it done on the road. <laughs> so who has the most to gain? Patrick Mahomes playing with house money. Brock Purdy, like, do we like him or not? Let's make a decision, guys. Does he need Debo Samuels or not? He do. Yes. I would say... There's not a ton of pressure on him, right? Jared Goff, he, is there pressure on Jared Goff? I mean, I think Jared Goff really like he he wants that he wants that new money. I think the guy who has uh, the most to gain is Lamar Jackson because you got to think about it. Like we know who Patrick Mahomes is. He doesn't win the Super Bowl this year. He's still he's still the best quarterback in the NFL. There's no debate. We know who he is. Six years as the starting quarterback in six AFC championships. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, now the narrative changes. Oh, Lamar can't win in this in, in the playoffs, in the postseason. Well, he's in an AFC championship, right? Lamar Jackson, ah, can he throw it? Can, is he going to be healthy? Ah, what? Lamar Jackson, back-to-back MVPs and also potentially Super Bowl Champion? Like, what is the narrative? I don't even know what we're going to be talking about. Hell, there's going to be some people out there saying Lamar Jackson's the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. So Lamar has uh, the most to gain. Okay. Okay. So B says Lamar. What you saying, BC? Um, Jared Goff. Jared Goff has the most to gain um, this weekend because these boys ain't done shit. And I don't know how long. So he can actually years. take them to the Super Bowl. The Detroit Lions, that don't even sound right. Like, I'm used to them losing on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> so now he's got the most to gain. Go down in history. First Super Bowl for the Detroit Lions. I mean, you beat you beat San Francisco potentially. Top team in the NFC, like Jared Goff. Yeah, and besides that, he going, he's looking for that payday, right? So I think he got the most to gain out of this weekend out of all three of them to me. Like he can you go know, it's interesting that you go there because I, I saw that too, BC. I still don't I don't agree with you, but you know, I see it, right? Where after uh you know this this big win, he has the Detroit he has the uh Detroit um hat on, right? He has the D on on, on his cap. And it's like, yo, he's really embracing, you know, the city. And I just thought about it. It's like guys like this have opportunities uh, to really forever, right? Like if he plays his cards right, you got to think about it. He is going to be a hero in Detroit. Like they love Eminem, and then they're going to have another white boy right there that they love too, Jared yep. Goff. Right. Did y'all see that like, meme? If Jared Goff get this done, bro, like he might own a piece of the uh, 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 Ford. Even if he Did gets him, just meme? gets him there. <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard me, but I was asking if y'all seen that meme of Eminem from 8 Mile pulling up in the car, and they said that's Jared Goff pulling up with the Detroit Lions to the <laughs> NFC Championship. 
<laughs> like real, literally that like, my man is holding down Detroit. He is. But, he's uh, embodying it too. He's not coming out fancy, and, not, and a lot of these quarterbacks don't do it like that. Well, there's some that you know that really get into it, but no, he's embodying that blue collar, hardworking, just one of the dudes type vibes, man. And 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 so he has a he does have an interesting opportunity. He has an interesting opportunity. I'd also mention this when he was on the Rams in 2018, he lost a Super Bowl, so he has something that he wants to fight back. To a bag, bringing a chip to the city, getting his first chip, becoming a hero. Like, you know what I mean? I think there's a lot there, but it's a tie for me between the two. But we're going to move on here. So we have which QB has the most to lose this weekend? Mahomes, Lamar, Purdy, or Goff? Again, I'm going to stick with uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has the most to lose. Because it... and look, you got think about the, like all the opportunities for Lamar. Lamar is back in the conversation of the face of the NFL. That was a couple years ago when he was MVP. So think about all the stuff off the field. Think about legacy, right? Think about business. Think about it. I truly believe his upside is so tremendous that the downside is just as powerful you talk about those moments man we've seen this before guys just had that one game odell beckham he's about to celebrate the 10th year anniversary of the catch that one play look what some of these things like a, a game or a play or a year does for someone's legacy or someone's brand like lamar jackson's in that discussion and it's a young black quarterback come on man bc you gotta agree with me bro. i do agree i do agree with you on this one absolutely yeah thank you you didn't agree with me last week. That's why I, I, I had to plead. I had to plead. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree on this one. Lamar got the most to lose, for sure. All right. Well, which QB is under the most pressure this weekend? Same. Same. You know, I'm not going to keep repeating their names. Which QB is under the most pressure this weekend? Mm. Listen, all these guys are under pressure. All these guys has have a lot to lose. All these guys have a, a lot to gain. We're talking about potentially going to the Super Bowl. I played 13 years in the National Football League, and I never made it to the playoffs. That's how hard it is to to, to make it to a Super Bowl, right? This is a huge, 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 huge blessing and an opportunity for all of these guys. But the guy who's under the most pressure, it may be Brock Purdy right now. Okay, so yes, it's an easy answer for me is to continue with Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, but Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy has an opportunity to change the narrative of uh, I'm just a system guy, right? Because Debo Samuels is banged up. I don't know if he's still 50-50, but he'll probably go. But are you getting uh, Debo Samuels full throttle? So that puts more pressure on Christian McCaffrey. That puts more pressure on Brock Purdy. And you're going into a situation where you are the favorite. Right. Like you can't F this up. Look, think about just the organization where this organization been going back to Harbaugh. Being an NFC championship, NFC championship, being there, making it to the Super Bowl down in New Orleans. Right. Losing that Beyonce Super Bowl uh, to Ray Lewis and those guys, the Flacco's. And then now in comes baby boy wonder Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan comes in and and, and John Lynch, who I played with, one of my favorite teammates. And then, boom, you guys are still top of the NFC, top of the NFC, top of the NFC. When are y'all going to get it done? 
So if this guy goes out there and and he's the reason, oh my goodness, he may not be, like what are they are they going to roll with him next year? I don't know. It might be a conversation. <laughs> he can't mess it up. So so Brock Purdy and sorry for being long-winded, but Brock Purdy uh, has the most pressure on him, BC. I agree. Actually, again, I think he does have the most pressure. Thank you. Because Lamar Mahomes, I mean, if either one loses to the other, we understand why. It's like, you know, Purdy, right now, everybody's looking at it like it's the 49ers game to win. You know what I mean? So he can't go in there and fuck it up against the Detroit Lions. Like, yeah, they good. They're a good story this year. But we're expecting the Niners to be in there, right? So... Yeah, I think the pressure is on him to actually go out there and make sure that they come away with a dub. Man, I think a W for the Detroit Lions is going to say a lot. And what I mean is that, like, I think the team is now looked down upon in the league. But, like, like is anyone paying attention to the Jameer Gibbs? Yeah. Like, he is a beast. Amon mm-hmm. St. Ramon. One of our Pepsi like, rookies of the week. Or you know what I'm saying? Like, these dudes are insane. <laughs> So it's like I think their talent's almost being overshadowed by the history of Detroit. But I get what you what you guys are saying with Brock Purdy. It's just I don't I think agree if they with win, you, man, it's gonna be Wolf. crazy. No, you don't? I think their talent's no, being overshadowed, no, like, man. They, no, they have like no no, like the tight end. Like golf know? is a super bowl. They got, some, they, got, they got they got they got a couple just young guys that are just doing it and you know, they're getting their just due. And, and but but, but but like this is the process. Like it's the it is Detroit, and it is your first year, and so these moments, these moments, you know, actually put you on the map and help you start that the the big conversation around legacy. But I was watching Jameer Gibbs, yo, um, last game, like all of us that was watching. But I literally had a moment where I was like, yo, he may be the best running back in football next year. That's what I'm saying. Like, like he is like that. Yeah, and, and it's no, like you said, every week he was up way. for rookie of the week. Yeah, correct. And it's like no one's watching those games, no one's paying attention to them. But I, I reserve my opinion. Um, so, which QB puts up the best stats this weekend, guys? Patrick Mahomes, Brock Purdy, Jared Goff, Lamar Jackson. Best stats. Man, Dak was in Patrick there, Mahomes saying. is going against a really good defense, and vice versa. I mean, b- both of these teams. So you can go Brock Purdy against Detroit. I'm gonna go with Lamar, but it, the way Lamar shows up is different. And we talked about this um, last week, this week, where Lamar can throw for 200 yards and then run for you know a buck twenty and then have three touchdowns, right? So, like, I think Lamar, Patrick Mahomes is going to force, is going to push Lamar. So he's already playing at a high level. But now he has to take his game to a whole nother level, okay? This is, you know, uh, uh, this is the Miami Heat in 2011, 2010, 2012 era versus the Celtics. The level of play goes goes way up when you're going against other dogs. So think about that steer off. Lamar on one side of the field. You got Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the field. Patrick Mahomes, he has a chip on his shoulder more now than ever because they're not supposed to be here. And he wants to laugh in our face. 
and say, hey, y'all thought I, y'all, you know, we, we weren't going to be in this position again. I am him. And then you got Lamar Jackson quietly, so humbly, just saying, I am him. This is what I do. So, um, Lamar, man, Lamar's going to have a dynamic day, and it could be hell. I wouldn't be surprised if he had 150 yards on the ground. Yeah, I think Lamar has the best stat. Stat. Do you think you it matters at all that today? it's in Baltimore? You, just don't wanna, you don't want no beef. I mean, when you write, you write, <laughs> man. When you write, you write. So you saying Lamar too, BC? Yeah. Let me let me ask you guys this real quick. Do you think this is the second road game for KC? It's also still in Baltimore. So KC's just been playing in cold game after cold game after cold game. Do you, does that make a a nope. factor at all? Nope, because it gets cold in Kansas City. It gets real cold in Kansas City. It just may not get as like below temps like how they was playing with the snow and all that in uh, Buffalo. Mm-hmm. But it gets cold in Kansas City. So them being able to play in the cold, I don't. That's not. I don't think that's a factor at all. It's just gonna come. You think down it might that. be more effective the other way for the uh the is that the AFC? No, sorry, the NFC no, where the Detroit no, Lions are, are going to San that, Francisco. No, not a fact. Go. Well, I just wanted to respond to that. Not a factor in the AFC when it comes to Kansas City and Baltimore. Okay. What about the NFC where Detroit coming from a cold place into a warmer place, I would assume, But they play in a dome. They play in a dome. So to them. I thought it was in San Francisco. No. It is in San San Fran, Fran, but but I'm saying Detroit plays in a dome. So them going out to San Fran. like Oh, I see what you're saying. Like they're not even affected by the weather. Anyways, no, nah, I don't think so. Okay, just wondering. Now, just now, wondering. now, see, now, let's say if it was like, um, I have seen this, right? Like, uh, teams like Buffalo, not Buffalo, because Buffalo's used to it, but let's say, uh, a Denver Broncos team traveling down to Miami, but obviously in December, it's not, it's not hot and scorching like July, August, September. But, you know, sweating more, so dehydration kicks in. Uh, I've seen teams, you know, like, and this is where the home field advantage comes in. Obviously, we've talked about this uh, for years, but going into Denver, playing in the altitude, like, that's a big deal. But, you know, weather is not a factor uh, championship weekend. There's no excuse there. This is not the Miami Dolphins, you know, up in – you know, below zero uh, temperatures, and now you know the fish are frozen. <laughs> the I fish are frozen. Saying. They're done. Saying, yeah. Miami's done, guys. You like make sure I know we're talking squad? about this year. We got a lot of football left, but Miami is done. Been I don't wild. think they're gonna be good next year. But anyways, we talk about that come February, March. Y'all want to? Okay. Let's see. Let's see. So cook, which QB cook the fish? A, cook the fish. It's a fish fry. That's how I feel about the Eagles. It's the fish fry. <laughs> so which QB puts up the worst stats this weekend? Man, I think I I think last week I said uh Jared Goff. Maybe I went Baker Mayfield. I'm not sure. I don't I remember Pur- there. I think Purdy. Purdy? Yeah, cuz he- No, B, I have the stats right here. You you chose Baker Mayfield last week for the worst stats. Okay. Who actually had the worst stats? Do we know? Mm, we 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 ain't there we yet. Ain't we 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 didn't uh, go back and, <laughs> yeah, we, 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 and see who hit, <laughs> who didn't. 
right, all right. I think Purdy though, because if he's missing his weapon, right? That now he has to rely more on CMC and Kittles. He's not doing as much, maybe not deep threat. Um, yeah, I think Purdy maybe has the worst. Not saying that he's gonna lose or have the worst game, but I think he has the worst stats out of all the quarterbacks. Man. Which quarterback is going to have the worst stats this week? Whew. Worst stats, worst stats, worst stats. Man. Jared Goff. Okay. Jared Goff. Goff on that Jared one. Goff. I was trying to see if I could look up the stats. Um, they have it listed here by the rating of last week, and it shows Brock Purdy at the bottom. It, it, he had an 86% rating. So that's the only thing I could say it's based upon. And Patrick Mahomes was number one with 131. But moving on, which QB do you trust the most this weekend? Who's who are you guys putting the trust into? Uh, I, I think I, I think it might be the same answer as last week. I think, and I it's Patrick Mahomes. He's been here before. Mm-hmm. This is nothing, right? Like you got we, we got to understand is everything changes in these moments, right? The difference between you know playing on Monday Night Football in the regular season and then playing at three o'clock. Uh, in wild card weekend, right? Like the intensity, everything changes. The process changes. You even get new cleats. Nikes of the world, the Adidas of the world, they're they're premiering their new cleats. So now even that, you know, is affecting players. It's changing your routine and your process. Oh, shoot. Now you're thinking about like, all right, I got this. How am I a little cool? Right? So now you're talking about the AFC championship. About to go to the Super Bowl. And all those thoughts around that, like, I'm so close. I've been dreaming about this moment for 10, 15, 20 years. Patrick Mahomes already went through that process. Lamar Jackson ain't go through that process, hasn't gone through that process yet. Golf Jared has. Jared Goff has. Golf has. But yeah, I trust Patrick Patty. Mahomes, bro. Patrick Mahomes. He's the best quarterback in the NFL, and he's been here six times. That's <laughs> crazy. Basically his whole career. <laughs> this he his just lives at, at this point. What about you, BC? Same. Trust and Patty, man. Hey, man, I ain't liking these answers, bro. I mean. Last shit. week there was a lot Listen, more difference. I mean, getting down <laughs> to the nitty gritty is only four quarterbacks. Yeah, it's, it's only at four. At the end of the day, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, the answer is the answer. The real is the real. <laughs> so last question, Listen, guys. Listen, I'm going to say this too. If, if Patrick Mahomes can find a way to get to four Super Bowls and win 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 four Super Bowls. Excuse me. I think there's a real conversation as him that as the best quarterback ever. Tom Brady has seven. Too soon. And you're saying he only needs four. I don't think he needs to catch Tom Brady to to start that debate. Too soon. Where is he statistically? How long? How many years does is Patty in the in the six? six, That's it. Six years. This is his seventh year. I is his seventh year? This is his seventh year. Yeah. I, I need six more. I need six more years and four more rings. Then we can put him. Four more rings. Bread. So you need six. So you need six for to start the conversation as him as the goat. Six more years, not to start the conversation, but to actually put him up there. Yeah. 
six more six I more years I, yeah. and at least four more rings to catch. We know the rings count a lot. So people are gonna always use that argument. I'm so at least if he the, get close. I'm gonna put it in the basketball sense. Same thing with LeBron. He's great. MJ. He is a GOAT. He's great. He ain't got the hardware. He don't even he ain't even caught Kobe yet. Yep. You know what I mean? So mm. Mm. If you're going to use that argument, he got to get those four rings at least. He got to be one ring behind. One? You look like if you he disagree, gets to five, If he gets to I five, I'll four, give him, I'll put stretch, him. But five, I said four starts the conversation, right? Five? Five? I think five I puts think him there. I think it takes five. Yeah, I think five puts him there. I, I th- it, I'll, it, I'll it, now, listen, it, it's not about just the rings, too, but it's how he does it, right? So mm-hmm. this is a great one, right, where no one would have thought that the 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 Chiefs would be well. Not I would say nobody would have thought because it's always like, wait, you got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, but they're playing. How, they just turned it on. <laughs> they just they turned it back that. on. It's amazing, right? And so this is a good story. Now, what's the what's the what's the stories to follow? And if so, you know they can find a way to win a couple more, and he do it with style and flair. Yeah, it's definitely a conversation for sure. Oh, and also, if he can do it and not lose in the Super Bowl at all, <laughs> they haven't lost in the Super Bowl, right? Every time that they that they went, they won. Am I correct? In Whoa, that? no, they lost in the Super Bowl. What are we talking about here? KC lost. Yeah, they lost. Yeah, yeah they lost one oh, Super Bowl since he's been there. To Eagles, right? Uh, I no, no, what? Hold on, we. It was we, the Tampa. We, we, it was the Tampa. Slow down, y'all. The credibility, credibility. Uh, no, I'm checking no, them. They, Trust they, me, no, I'm no, checking them. <laughs> in in 2020, they on. went to the Super Bowl and lost. Y'all don't know. If y'all Tampa don't know Bay. for sure, okay. don't say it. We're gonna take the credibility okay. card. <laughs> okay, so they lost to Tampa, right? All right. He lost to who? That was uh, I don't know who Tom. the quarterback. That, that was Tom. Brady? Okay. Right, oh so, my goodness, BC! Just stop. Just I mean, I didn't know if he was there yet. I didn't know if he. I, I couldn't remember if he was there yet. You know, it's a lot, a lot going on, right? All right, so cool. So he has lost one. Yeah, he needs a, and he lost to Brady. And you're saying yeah, if he goes he to like to seven six rings, you lost. And he to loses the goat. three of them. What are you saying, BC? He goes to seven more Super Bowls, but he loses three of them. So now he got six rings, three losses. Does that do anything? Mm. Yeah, I mean it's still he's still in the convo. I mean Brady's still the goat. He lost, you know what I mean. So I think like B said, it's how he does it. If he does it with style and flair and like, yeah, and he's just running up the stats, then yeah, 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 he's definitely in the conversation at five at, at, with five rings. But I just got to see a couple more rings though before he's like goat convo. Got you. Last question, guys. Which QB do you trust the least this weekend? Who do you think is going to drop the ball? Um, Listen, I mean, I, I understand the game, but it's not as fun as it was last week, if I'm being honest. Like, drop so the little. ball. <sighs> drop the ball, like, share maybe. Brock Say Purdy, I mean, Brock Purdy? Had, what three, three, dropped the ball. Like this is a y'all, y'all asking some tough questions. Lamar dropped the ball. Patrick Mahomes dropped the ball. Championship weekend, really? 
I mean, I see. So the way I look at it is who's going to turn the ball over. Right? You saw that with Josh Allen last week. You know, fortunately for, I mean, they lost. But, like, there's those moments where it's like you, you get out the pocket, boom, then you fumble. His guy obviously dropped on him. But it's like situations like that, protecting the ball. And so if, if anybody's uh, going to have some moments where they're not protecting the ball, I, I think it could be a Jared, Jared Goff. I think it could be Jared Goff. But that offense, man, they're rolling. I mean, guys are just wide open, and he's just hes just in an amazing rhythm. He's just It's like a golfer that has his, his swing down, and they're in a pocket. That's what Jared Goff is doing. The way he's um, getting, you know, throughout – going how he's managing his offense, excuse me, and getting from one to two to three to check down to one to two to check down to one to check down to straight check down is not there. He is fast. This is like quarterback play at a high level. So, but I can see him turning the ball over. I can see him turning the ball over too. Get a little sticky. Got to force it a little bit. You playing from behind. We got to go. I can see it get a little sticky. Which they so I'm going to go Jared Goff here. Because, uh, you know, that stat, that, uh, uh, I think it's Kyle Strahan, had never won 30 straight games or something like this, basically without uh, already having, like, a front-running lead. So this past weekend, they actually broke that, quote-unquote, curse. But um, moving forward, guys, um, I did want to get into my favorite game. And I'm going to shout out Too Short. What's the word? So, anyways, <laughs> you know how it goes. We only need one word to complete the sentence, and we have a crazy story making its way out of Buffalo right now. So, apparently, after the game this past weekend, the Chiefs old lineman Donovan Smith said the Bills turned off the hot water in the visitors' locker room after their game on Sunday. So, the Bills, of course, denied doing any such thing. So, fellas, what's the word? Buffalo turning off the hot water in the Chiefs' Locker room is a blank move. Patriot way. Patriot way. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, this is football. Like, you're always looking for edge, but this is after the game, so this could be – the answer potentially could be petty if this is a real thing. But usually these things happen before the game. You walk in, you know, it's a it's a cold game. And the heat is off. And like you just said, the hot water is off. There's definitely been uh, moments where we didn't have hot waters. I don't know if that was us playing in Dallas uh, against the Cowboys, but there was definitely a moment where I, we, we experienced this. Um, you know, but music, the Patriots, like, you you know, pregame, you want to get into it. So how do you get into it? A lot of us listen to, to music, right? So you go from one stadium to another stadium and whatever they're playing, the whole field can hear. The Patriots was the first to say, shut off that uh, stadium uh, system. We're going to bring out these big, big portable speakers, but we're going to put them on our 50, our, 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 side of the, our side of the field, right? So teams are always doing this. What's interesting is that this is after the game. Mm -hmm. if, that, if that was true, that's real, real petty. That's real, real petty. So um, – but my, you know, my answer, I have to go with this is football, uh, Patriot way, Patriot way, Patriot way. They were the first to start doing, playing these little games, even down to the color of the locker room. Like there's literally colors that, you know, uh, put you into a Zen space or kind of get you there where it's ease, like uh, a baby blue, 
Right? Mm-hmm. So you go in some of these locker rooms, you see might see pink on the wall or baby blue. It's like, why did y'all choose that color? <laughs> Bro, teams are doing whatever to get an edge, man. $10 billion industry and athletes making millions and millions of dollars. Anything to do, to get the edge. What about Anything. You, What's uh, the word? Cold. That was a cold. Turn off the water on the Chiefs is a cold move. <laughs> that was a cold. <laughs> Not only move. literally, but physically. Yeah, literally, <laughs> physically, exactly. It does have petty notions, though, right? Because they lost the game. It's in Buffalo, so it's like it does kind of read like they could have been just being petty. Turn they water off. Damn, that's that's like a different level of petty, though. <laughs> yeah, for it real. is. Like that's like what. You get smacked a couple couple years in a row. Can't get past them in the division round. Can't get past them in the AFC Championship. These are shootouts. <laughs> and the way you try to get back out of them and say, we're going to cut your hot water off, that's crazy. <laughs> that's oh, they wild. Wildin'. They wildin'. So I don't believe it, guys. I'm just I'm being honest. I just can't see. Like, you think it was an accident? Do, that? do y'all think people... You can see somebody doing that in the organization. Yeah, whoever's in charge of the water. Absolutely. Whoever's in charge of that, just being petty, like, oh, I didn't know. Oh, yeah, I forgot to. I understand plumbing well enough to know that that was a decision. The water was still on, but the heat was gone. You turn off the heater, bro. That's all. Mm. Turn off the hot water. Heater. Yeah, but you never was a plumber in Buffalo or KC. In these hey, cold places in I the mountains, Colorado, years. you don't know what those pipes freeze, bro. Hey, I'm in New York yo. right now. Sometimes these pipes be freezing. That's true, that's true. Pipes do freeze in in the north, but I I don't know. I yeah. just feel like I feel like it was a move, man. Especially in you talking about billions and billions of dollars. They ain't got those systems in con, con, nope. room temperature control rooms. Man, no. So these, what the these, Buffalo these, these... Buffalo Bills piping just sitting outside the stadium. <laughs> <In the cold weather. laughs> so let's move from one cold place to another guys you bought the shift from buffalo to new england and something jared Jer- is it jared or gerard i just want to make sure i got his name right do anybody know gerard mayo yeah gerard okay mayo. so i'm gonna go with gerard uh because that's the name his mama gave him so something gerard mayo has his work cut out for him after his team won only four games this past season Mayo was asked about the offseason off and had an answer that should encourage Patriots fans. Take a listen. The cash spending is a big fixation of mine. 31st last year, 27th three years prior. Have you been given assurances by Robert or others that you guys will have the freedom to spend this offseason to bring in talent and free agency? We're bringing in talent 1,000%. So have a lot of cap space and cash yeah. ready to burn some cash. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. T That's Higgins good. would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we see there that Gerard is actually very excited um, from this clip. He looks like he's ready to start. He seems like he has a plan of action. And the way he ended that clip by saying that he's hopeful to have T Higgins be a part of the new England Patriots. My only question is guys, what's the word? That's Gerard- what he said. Yeah, he yeah, he he, said he jokingly said nice. he would like to have T Higgins I'm as just, a receiver. T Higgins about to get a big bag. Boy. Obviously, you know you guys know that you know we're doing behind the drive with him, and he's going to be a free agent. That's one of the things that's going to come out. We talked to him about that. Um, but man, T Higgins, 
he's going to get a huge bag. He's probably top of the list of NFL wide receiver free agents. Um, but 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 at the end of the day, does T. Higgins want him? That's the better question. Like, who's the quarterback? Is he happy where he I is? I wouldn't go to New England. Ain't nothing. It ain't like it's an attractive destination. You know, like from a city standpoint, I'm sorry for everybody out there in that area, but it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what made it attractive in the past was Tom Brady. Tom Brady's not there. And Mac Jones, y'all see the stuff about Mac Jones? Like, <laughs> Mac Jones, uh, he was at uh, Gerard Mayo's press conference and he's pissed off, pissed off a lot of people. He was there in like in a workout outfit and they're like, this makes no sense. You, you literally cleared out your entire locker room down to the name plan. There wasn't one singer, single hanger. What are you doing in the building right here? Like you're trying to politic. And and, 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 and a lot of people are saying that they they were tired of him. Like his diva and his standoffish ways, which is interesting. So um, I say all that because there's no quarterback there. He don't want to go play with Mac Jones, even if Mac Jones can politic his way back into, you know, competing for the job. They're about to get one of these top court QBs. They're going to bring somebody in there that Gerard could work with. Either in Let the me draft. take a look real quick. I want to see where they are in the draft order. Mm, they're not that far. They're like number five or six. Yeah, because they only had four games. Won four games? Yeah, they, like yeah, they only won four games. They got a top five pick. Listen, man, uh, I like what he's doing there. Obviously, like this seems to be a trend. Uh, the, the NFL uh, is trendy and it's, you know, it's a copycat league. And so I think that he is the guy. And it's so crazy. None of us would have thought about it. Nobody w- was mentioning him. We were talking about Coach Rayball. Hell, there was people talking about uh, Coach McDaniels freaking getting a third opportunity, like, which would have been ridiculous. But so far, man, um, I, I, I like it. And I think that you know, if anybody can recruit, it could be him, a former player sitting down, rolling out his game plan. Um, but he has a lot of work to do, a lot of work to do. Is New England ain't going to be pretty for some time. The Jets, I, I got the Jets better than them. The Dolphins, although I think the Dolphins are going to take some steps back. And obviously got the Buffalo Bills. What are they going to do? Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, right? Let's play a little scenario, though, because – I did hear rumors that T. Higgins feels like, you know, he's not the number one, obviously, with Chase being in uh, the Bengals locker room. So there is that idea that he may want to move on to become a number one. And right now, if they're number four in the pick, assuming, let's say, that the first four go, you have Marvin Harrison, Bo Nix, Jaden Daniels, and Drake Mann. This is according to the Patriots.com website. Not sure where Caleb is. But if they get one of these top – five picks and they end up with a Jaden Daniels or Caleb Williams or something like that. Do you think that's a good combination to bring that team back to a start? You got T Higgins as your one and you got a not enough top QB. Not enough because not it, enough? It, it, you guys look at the other, you got to look at the division, Josh Allen, uh, Tua. Um, and then you have uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, right now, obviously he's getting older. You got Achilles, but so he, he's going to be around for, what, maybe two years? So that's why I say he has a lot of work to do. And and T. Higgins just getting one receiver is not enough. Um, and then you're getting a young quarterback. Got you. I got you. Just looking at some interesting options. 
But we're going to go ahead and move forward, guys. Um, what we have here is our basketball topic. So in the NBA last night, we actually had a pretty big game happen. Sorry, I had a window just pop up on me. So huge performance last night from Joel Embiid against the Spurs. Um, he put down 70 points. He's only the ninth player in NBA history to score at least 70 in a single game. So what's the word? Embiid scoring 70 points in a game is? Historical. Historical. That's what it is. Embiid is a monster. He's a beast, man. The MVP. Brandon, I know that's your favorite. Yeah, yeah, that's your guy. That's the MVP. <laughs> so, that's yeah. crazy that you remember that, bro. But it's, I've been saying this for a couple of years, BC, that – Nah, he's that you guy. know, MB, MB is the. I, see, I was scared to say it a couple of years ago, where it was like, "Yo, he's the best uh, in the NBA." You know, so and, and I'll and I'll stick with what I, you know, used to say, you know, most dominant player in the in, in NBA. So, um, yeah, man, it's crazy that you 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 know, because uh, we don't talk a lot of basketball. It's crazy that you remember that. Yeah, man, basketball. MB is the guy. He's number one. He might get that MVP again. The numbers that yeah. he's putting up, and, and that's and that's what I love about this this year that he's having. But you got to look at okay, cool, seventy is great, but you got to really look at the year that he's having right now. And last year, uh, everybody felt like Joker should have won it again, but they didn't want to give it to him. Why? Because of the politics. Can it be if this guy didn't, you know, go back to back to back? Why is Joker going to do it now? You're going to say he's this, and it's like politics, politics, politics. And some people feel like Joel Embiid politicked his way into. Uh, winning that MVP last year. That was a big deal for him. You saw when he bit. hoisted that trophy, it was mm -hmm. really emotional. He brought out his son, and it was a whole thing. Now he's on to, you know, uh, uh, can I win a championship? Now he's taking his leg, trying to take his legacy to another to another, uh, to another, another phase. And so um, I, I think this year shuts up uh, the people last year that was saying that the Joker should have won it, and he was politicking. Like, he came back out with a vengeance, and it's really special because you think, like, you know, where this team was all offseason. Like, damn, James Harden, that whole thing, all the way into camp and the start of the season. And so they they, they let James Harden go, and now look what's happening. So yeah. it's impressive. Yeah, it is. They're still playing at a high level without James. They're actually playing better, you know. So, that you know, that was the question going into the season. Will Embiid won out? Will he want to stay in Philly after James Harden? Are the are, are the are the Sixers actually going to contend this season? And he's putting all of that, you know, all of that to bed with it right now. He's just playing his game. He still has a couple of injuries. He's out in and out, so that that worries me a little bit about Embiid. Like he's always has a knee or something like holding him out for a couple of games, few games, this and that. But he's dominant when he's on. When he's on, he's he he's really on though. And I can't, and I can't see, I can't see Joel Embiid now leaving because you're right, BC, where that was the conversation, you know, uh, and, and even he, the things that he said, right? Like yeah. I'm not really committing right. to this process right. anymore, and so I don't see how you leave. I mean, I, I, I think he goes out there and try to attract, you know, uh, more talent, and he stayed there. Like I think he sees what, what Maury does with the team because really. For next after this year, the only people they have on contract, really, and who you could double check this for me, but next year it's just Embiid and Maxi. 
So they got hella cap space for next season. So I can still see where if Maury doesn't put the right pieces in place, like let's say they get bounced out in the first round this year, even the second, and Maury doesn't put the right pieces in place, I can see where it's still a conversation. Like he's still going to be like, all right, look, we got close. Like nobody just wants to be getting close every year, especially somebody on Embiid's caliber. He wants to win. He wants to win. You see, Joker went and got that ring. Embiid needs that. Giannis went and got that ring. That's what Embiid needs right now on on on, on his sheet. He needs that on his jacket. He need a ring. He don't get the ring. Yeah, he may start looking around to other situations and start playing that game as far, as well. So I wouldn't say that it's a definite that he stays, but it's, he's for sure not leaving anytime this season. You know what I mean? But it's don't still, get a ring. It don't mean a it thing. It don't mean a thing. Yeah. <laughs> can, can I just throw this out there? Because I was trying to look at uh, Kobe's 81-point game, and it's a more all-around game from what I could see as far as his, like, he shot threes, he shot, you know, all over the floor, everything. He made 81 points, right? But when I look at Joel Embiid's stat line from that game, he was 24 for 41. He shot two threes, made one, had 21 free throws, and that's it. He made 70 points. Literally 50 of them just on the floor as a two-pointer. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm bringing that up because these other players like the Kobe's and the Jordans, they have to be dynamic because they're just size. He's doing this as just a big man, but we know he could step out to the perimeter and actually shoot, and he still got 70. So imagine if he was to take five or six more three-pointers. Where would this have been? Would he be in the 90s? <laughs> Damn near. If, the, if he, had any, he only had one three, you said? One three, why, but he why shot can't he two. Just be good enough. Look, look, look at Woo. Woo, Woo talking about he, man. Seventy. I want to see somebody 70. break a hundred. Nah, seventy is good, but yeah, if he would have added some threes to that, he would have been almost to that to that Kobe eighty eighty one. Like yeah, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, bro. that would have. But we're gonna move crazy. forward. So, I am athlete is actually partnering right now with Mobile One for our Behind the Drive series, and our latest guest is one of the best shutdown corners in the NFL and a budding superstar in Denver. Here's a little taste of our conversation with Broncos Patrick Sutain. Hey. The best thing about driving is just like the calmness of the ride, just enjoying, you know, every mile you take, you know, just looking at the scenery. And like every day when I wake up, you know, in Colorado, I see the mountains. For me, being from South Florida, and come to Colorado and seeing mountains, you know, instead of beaches, just sort of helps me understand that there's more things to life. You look at it and it's like, man, I could be anywhere else, you know what I mean? But I'm just glad I get to see the world, what the world has to offer. So make sure you catch more with Patrick Satain and other content with I Am Athlete and Mobile One's Behind the Drive. Catch it on YouTube now. Brandon, why do the people need to see this piece with one of the best corners in football? Um, listen, I think it's, 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 uh, there's a huge appetite to get to know our players um, off the field, right? Like, you know, we really want to know, you know, how they dress, what they're eating, you know, what type of music they're listening to. So this was cool for me because, like, I already know from a, like, I'm a player, right? So, like, I, I know how we operate. I know how we think. But every guy's so different. 
And so sitting down with Patrick uh, Sertan and then going to T. Higgins and then Tank Dell, like you, like you just see different personalities and you just see people in just different, you know, spaces. And 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 so like Patrick Sertan is like I get it. Like I get why he could potentially go down as one of the greatest. I get why, you know, uh, he 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 enters the NFL three years ago and he's already considered the best corner. Like I get it. Like the dude is so calm and cool he's so smooth he's so locked in he's so humble but yet so confident knows exactly who he is so being able to jump in his whip with him and just ride through the city and just ask him all types of questions i think it's interesting like you know for 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 me to already kind of know these guys and watch these guys over the years um to be excited about it and and and, and be interested engaged i think people will definitely rock um, with learning more about some of these guys, man. So Patrick Sertan, I appreciate him, you know, for just letting us follow him throughout the year. And so this was an interesting conversation. He's like a deep thinker, bro. No, that's awesome. Because, I mean, we hear too many times of them after the game, and it's just a lot of, yeah, you know, for the team. So, like, I love seeing these kind of, like, mini documentaries that tell a little bit more about the person, um, especially being so young in his career. You know, normally people go on years and years, and then they develop into a, a character or a personality. But let's get into a little X marks the spot. So the young folks are saying we can't use tweet or Twitter anymore, right? Like we the old heads now, so they decide the future. But Ryan Clark dropped an interesting statement on X after watching Mahomes face Allen this weekend. RC says, end quote, yo, watching this game with Allen and Mahomes after Baltimore and Lamar yesterday makes me think, end quote. How does Brock Purdy beat any of these dudes? Beat. You think RC is disrespecting Purdy by wondering if he can play with the big boys in the AFC? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting that Ryan's that because it's not about one guy, right? It's about a team. Uh, even some of the great teams that Ryan's been on, and, you know, they, they it's complimentary football, their run game, big plays at receiver here and there, defense. We, we knew who the Pittsburgh Steelers' D was, Ben Roethlisberger, lead in a way like you know like you take away that defense does you know it's a different conversation around big ben you know so brock purdy got a great defense he got a great coach you know so it's like i don't think he needs to beat these guys i, I think he, that's why i said earlier is like we talk about pressure it's like don't mess it up like that's all he got don't mess it up don't go out there and throw three four picks you do that it ain't even about him so, I actually love that point you brought up because if you look at the remaining four teams, right, Casey and Baltimore are both kind of, in a sense, led by their quarterback, right? Whereas you could say that Detroit and San Francisco are more team-based kind of thinking. Like, you have the Debos, you have the Georges, but you also have defensive uh, Chase Young, you have Bosa. It's like more all-around teams. Um, I don't know many defensive Detroit Lion players, but you have Sam Laporta, you have Jameer Gibbs, you have Amon St. Ramon, you have Goff. So it's like, I feel like those are more team-based type of situations versus where, you know, I think Brock, if Brock doesn't have a good game, uh, sorry, a good game, then it kind of throws off the entire team. But um, I have a no, question no, no, here. No, 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 it's no. Not, it's not that way. No. You don't think so? I think it takes no, the whole village. Well, you said if Brock doesn't have a good game, it throws off the whole team. 
So actually, so, sorry, no, I take that back because I actually I think this statement makes more sense towards the other two teams I brought up. I mean that I guess if the team isn't working as a unit for San Francisco for Detroit, then I think that's where the game goes. I don't think it's one person on those two teams like it is with Casey and Baltimore. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think that. Uh, I mean, it's all about like you don't get this far, you don't get this far without playing complimentary football and having a team. The difference is, you know, like a Patrick Mahomes, and maybe this is where Ryan Clark uh, uh, was uh, maybe alluding to communicate. The difference is, you know, Patrick Mahomes can take over. Lamar Jackson can take over. They can really score in one play, right? They're that dynamic. And so um, – it's a lot like what Cam Newton was saying, and it created a lot of conversation. Game managers and game changers, right? Is this the Super Bowl like, of the game manager versus the game changer? Think correct. about it. That's the Super Bowl. Because <laughs> you got the AFC side. That's the <laughs> I'm game saying you got Mahomes yeah, and Jackson, managers. and then you got Golf and Purdy. Like it's the game changers versus the game managers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what you need. Like sometimes like a lot of these games, I think like what, 80 percent of these games, 85 percent of these games are, you know, decided by three or four points. Right. And it comes down. It really comes down to moments and games and who's going to make their play. Just thinking about even like I hate I, like it's like, come on, man. Like I, I used to hate being in situations like this where I'm sitting on the sideline Um and then a defensive player, they drop an interception in a critical moment. It's like, how do you not come down with that? Like, that was your moment. Those are the things that you dream of. And that's just like big-time players make big plays and big games, right? So, like, Tampa, you have an opportunity to pick off Jared Goff. He throws it right to you, and you drop it. Like, you can't miss out on those plays. And so the great players always find a way to make those plays. That's why Patrick Mahomes is back oh. in the situation. That's why Lamar Jackson. Um, I like that. It might be the Super Bowl of game changers versus uh, game managers. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life is a highway. And on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Walmart Plus members save on Meeting Up With Friends. 
Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. We, we have to get to the next half of our show here. Um, I don't know if you wanted to go ahead and tee that up for us, B. We have a couple minutes yeah, left. Yeah, so huge opportunity, man, to sit down with Andre Berto. This is Brandon Marshall here, Andrew Woohoo, and we got BC in the booth. Um, I had an opportunity to sit down with Andre Berto, and you guys uh, that love uh, combat sports, love boxing, love MMA, the UFC, like, you guys got to uh, listen to Andre Berto. He's just one of those guys, man, that's, you know, a lot like me, a lot like the Cam Newtons of the world where it's, you know, they play, they play the game at a high level but also can talk it, is excited about talking, uh, the sport, well-connected. And so hearing his insight on what's happening in boxing, the state of boxing and just combat sports was, was super dope. So here's 33 minutes of some great combat sports talk. Let's go. Yeah. Came up from the mud. It's like I walk around with a shoe stain. Uncle gave me fire when we kicked it. He was Luke Kane. Remember we were struggling for a dinner, needed loose chains. Now Wait, the money never champion, My sir. dog, my brother. B. I don't know to call you Andre Berto or Mike Berto. What should I say? I mean, shit, what do you call me already? What you call me, just Berto? I got yeah, yeah, yeah. Chains. I, think, I got people call me Andre. People from back home that know who I grew up with, they call me Mike. And everybody else just called me Berto, man. So I, you know, so I can go by either one. That's that's wild, bro. So I mean, right. you made you made your name. Your name is is like what well, we know it. The world is Andre Berto. Yeah, yeah. But growing up, that's how I know when when somebody really know me, they call me Mike. If I hear that, yeah, yeah I'm sitting here looking at it because I know. I mean, you guys are from from Haiti. Yeah. Um, you're a dual citizen. You yeah. also represented. Well, I, was born uh, here. I was born here. I was born here. But you're, you still have dual citizenship, yeah. Yeah, right? I got dual citizenship, right? Right. Yeah. So I'm looking at it because, you know, my, my Baptiste, Michael <laughs> Baptiste. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy thing about it is, she, you know, my dad, when he came over, um, you know, he came over young. He went to college here. You know, he was one of the Haitians that came over. They ended up getting, you know, he was very sharp. So um, he ended up changing our last name. Actually, it's it's Berto, but it's spelled different. It's a longer name. It's a longer French name, but he just shortened it right. up to Berto. Yeah. Right. yeah so do, you t- do you take pride in where you guys come from? Of course. Of course. I mean, um, you know, anybody, shit, anybody that knows the history and everybody that, uh, you know, understands history of, um, you know, Haiti. Um, I tell people all the time, man, you know, every time they talk about black history, now, I tell everybody, man, you know, Haitian history is black history. You know, it's never, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not talked about at all, enough at all. Um, the fact that, you know, Haiti is the first black independent country in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, think about in 1804, you know, defeating the French. So thinking about, you know, them having slaves everywhere, slaves in the U.S., slaves everywhere. But then again, you know, a small, tiny island um, in the Caribbean with free black people, free slaves. It was it was unimaginable in the same unimaginable, but we're able to, you know, make it happen in 1804. And uh, of course, I believe now, you know, they still continue to pay the price for that. You know I mean? France coming back a few years later and then, you know, doing what they did, taking over and, and wanted, um, 
somewhat, you know, reparations for all yeah. the years that they that they didn't have control over Haiti. So they ended up having to pay, I think, like some crazy amount, two hundred billion dollars or some shit. So uh, you know, so when it's, people you that. It seems like uh the future is bright for Haiti because a lot of people don't know the history, right? Like yeah. having so much debt and so many people with their hands in a pot over there because it's a rich, rich country. Definitely. Right? Definitely. So if it, 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 is that true? Do you see the same? Do you see it the same way that uh, the future is bright for Haiti? Um, I don't know if I see that as bright for Haiti because I believe uh, you know a lot of people there they're going um, extracting from the country. They're you know, I'm they're taking. Um, you know I have a lot of other you know big business partners out that way. Um, like just like you said, there's very rich minerals in Haiti, very rich. I mean, from gold to oil um, to calcium, the copper, uh, uh, you know, mines out that way. Um, and a lot of other countries, a lot of other, you know, businesses, they're coming down that way. And, and, and you know, they're taking, they're right. taking, they're, they're setting up, um, you know, business situations. And of course, the government there is very corrupt. So if they can get them a nice bag from it, they're going to do it. Right. Yeah, but so, so as a whole, I don't. I don't right. know. I, see it. I know you're one of the ones that's doing a lot of work over there and, yeah. and trying to build enterprise and bring business there. Uh, so I'm salute you for all yeah. the work that you're doing there, brother. Hey, we got about 20 minutes, man. And I want to get right into it. Uh, last it time I saw you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Last time I saw you, you know, we were in Vegas and it was yeah. the Charlo fight. and Canelo. Yes. Right. And I'm sitting there talking to him like, brother, like, you've been quiet lately. What you doing? What's going on? You know, we going to do a movie. You about to launch a, 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 your own show. Like, what, yeah. what's what's happening? And you whispered in my ear, bro. Pause. You look, you leaned over and you was like, yo, bro, I'm about to get back in the ring. So now let's <laughs> fast forward to it. The get back. You sit here at 40 years old, two times weight world champion. Yeah. Bro. You got Robert Guerrero. Talk to me about like the process of making the decision to come back after so many years off, bro. Yeah. How many yeah. years was it? You know, um, five. So five years off, which yeah. is almost impossible to do. Yeah. You come back, you look phenomenal. Talk yeah. to me about that process of making that decision and then how you felt when you was in the ring. Man, um, man, it was, it was, it was, um, you know, just me just always, uh, you know, feeling like, uh, you know, just mentally I can just step over and just beat down any type of barrier that I want to just a life period. And, 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 um, you know, that was a fight I always just wanted to get back. I mean, of course I lost to Victor Ortiz and ended up coming back, getting that in, in <laughs> um, you know, but that five years, you know, even though I stayed in shape and stayed da da da. I kind of, I think, I think my misconception on how tough a training camp, a real deal training camp could be, especially coming back at 40. You know what right. I'm saying? I mean, I always feel like I look great. I can always go and work out. Um, I talked to my boy Andre Ward. He's like, man, listen, I want to see it, but you know how to be. That's what people don't understand. People need to understand and realize this. People think and only watch the fight. Yeah. Us as fighters, yes, we think about the fight, especially once you get a little bit, you know, later in your career. It's not the fight. It's the <laughs> training camps that 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 we have to go this grueling training camp we have to go through to get ready for this fight. I'm talking about 10 to 12 weeks. You're talking about fight time. We're fighting 3 days a week, 
sparring in the gym. Like these guys are coming to really beat our asses three days a week in the gym, in the running, the strength conditioning, uh, right. uh, like dieting, uh, the pain in and all the shit that goes through the small injuries. No fighter walks into the ring 100%. Wow. Going through little injuries here and there. This, you know, all the knickknacks. So, so you know, it's me getting ready for that, man. I think the first two weeks, me getting back in the in the in the training camp, getting up at four a.m. running, and you know, I'm mean, running the hills and sparring and shit like that. My sparring partners were 19, 20 years old. Laying <laughs> in the bed, I'm one day I'm laying in the bed. I picked my head up because that clock went off at four o'clock. My body felt like that shit got hit by a bus. <laughs> I'm like, what the I say, what the fuck am I doing, bro? <laughs> yeah, so that shit's shit different, man. That shit was different, man. That shit was different. Talk, be, before we even get into the ring and your experience there and like what yeah. came up for you, bro, you talk about like challenging yourself, right? Like, yeah. bro, I'm looking at all your videos, watch the fight. You look phenomenal. It, yeah, you, yeah, so one can say you might have been in some of the best shape of your damn life. Yeah. yeah. Like, you look, the way you look, look phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you had that moment. Clock goes off 4 a.m. Like, damn, what am I doing? My question for you is like, what did you learn? Because when you talk about challenging yourself, because I'm the type yeah. of dude now I'm sitting here about to turn 40 here in March. So I'm two months away from three months away from turning 40. Yeah. I'm thinking about running a marathon. I'm thinking about uh, uh, Ironman. I'm thinking about how, how am I going to challenge myself mentally and yeah. physically now in this phase of my life? Because as an athlete, we love those challenges. We grow right. up on it. So cool. You came back. Was there anything that came up for you or changed, transformed your life through that camp? Yeah, of course. I mean, um, you know, it's fact having my kids within that five years time and I end up having my two kids, um, you know, just family in general. Um, um, of course, just, you know, being able to lose my dad at um, right, yeah. right, right after my last fight as well. So, um, you know, just, so I had a lot of different things to motivate me. And at the same time, you know, I'm one of those guys that I'm very self-motivated. You know, any type of, you know, I mean, any type of hardship, any type of 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 you know pushback for some reason, you know, I love just to see if I can get over the you know, over the barrier of it. And just the fact of um, you know, going into that camp and really you know, just seeing if I can really push myself to that level again and really wake up each and every morning, even every day or, mm -hmm. or just days where I did I just didn't want to just really push my mind to continue pushing forward to just to prove something to myself and a lot of guys that were in that gym and everybody else that I can get back to tip top, you know what I mean, world championship shape after five years and look phenomenal, still look young and fast and sharp and um you know, I was impressed, you know, by myself to being able to do that, to really get through that training camp. Right, right, right. That grueling process again at 40 and to fucking show up, man. I mean, that's the main thing to be able to yeah. show up. A lot of people feel like they can do it, but but showing up is a big, it's a big deal. But I've seen a lot of guys fucking in the dressing room. You did it. And walk the fuck out. Yeah, man. Yeah, I see, I seen that so many times in training camp, but them two a days. It, it broke a lot of dudes for that yeah, field, man. boy. Man, so look, take me to the take me to the ring, bro. Yeah, there was one moment where I feel like you thought he was done. You caught him. Man. You caught him. You caught him. Ah. <laughs> Did you think he was going to drop me? Oh, he's a part of him, man. I'm like, okay, bing, bing, boom, double jab, right hand, smash. He he took it. He shook that shit off. He looked at me. Yeah, smiled. I said, God damn. <laughs> 
Here we go. <laughs> Bro, that was that was a solid. That was so solid. That I was, thought he was done. That was a solid shot, man. But like I say, man, that uh, you know, that gives a lot of you know credit to him, just having him a tough chin. And um, just continue to say just how tough this fight game is, man. I mean, I mean, that's life. You know, I was talking to my homeboy yesterday. I mean, you know, fight this fight game, you know, correlates to life so much. Um, you know, you could think you have something, but you know, sometimes it doesn't go your way. So you just gotta keep trucking, man. Keep the feet moving, keep and keep putting that pressure and keep putting that, I mean, that foot on the pedal. Eventually it's gonna come. Break that down for me. You said the fight game curl cure help me out here. Yeah, curl, cool, I can't say to life. Go ahead. There you yeah, go. Yeah, for sure. Break for that sure. down. I mean, it correlates to life so much. Um, in every aspect, you're gonna have ups and downs. Um, um, you're gonna have great victory and it feels amazing, but you know, sometimes you know, you may not have a good night. You're going to have to go through all the backlash. You're going to have to go through all the, uh, you know, all the bullshit that comes with that. So you just have to know how to, you know, always just pick yourself up, man, and stay focused and and, and just keep your eye on the goal. So when people always see me write that, uh, I got a hashtag that says the harvest is coming. Um, and that pretty much, you know, kind of sums it up for me to continue to keep my eye on the prize, keep my eye on the harvest. You know, whichever time it may be, it's coming soon. It's always coming. You yeah, may yeah, yeah. Have giants in front of you. You may have some obstacles in front of you, but keep your eyes on the prize. Yeah, that's that's good. That one, my favorite uh, Bible verse is Galatians six nine. It says, uh, "It's basically due season." Yes, sir. Uh, continue to do good, and in due time, you will reap your harvest. Reap your harvest, man. Yes, Ga sir. Galatians 6. I'll text that over to you if you don't that already have it. So right. so you talk about your harvest, bro. Uh, before we get into the state of boxing, I'm, and then I'm going to ask you about a few names. Terrence Crawford, uh, Devin Haney, Tank. Uh, I want to talk about Joseph Parker, Devontae Wilder. I want to talk about Anthony Joshua, some of the big dogs. But, uh, you know, are you coming back? Because there was a clip. There was a clip afterwards, after the fight, where you were like, I don't know what my old ass was doing or what I was thinking. <laughs> I might need to go sit down. So, I mean, look, bro, it was five years. George Foreman yeah. did it, right? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I got a, of course, I got a lot of love after the fight. Um, a lot, a lot of love, and people want to see me back in. Um, you know, but like I said, me and you have had these conversations plenty of times before. Um, you know, this right here's a young man's game. This shit is the hurt business. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I could, but at the same time, I. I think I kind of rather, you know, be that pillar to to you know show these guys how to make this money outside the ring. Show these guys that it, that this fight game is is a platform for many other things. Don't think this shit is over. I mean, of course, you're an example of that too. Don't right. think shit is over just because the game is over. You know what right. I mean? I mean, you're special for a reason. You're just not special because you're a tremendous athlete. Mm. You're chosen. I mean, you're special for a reason. And it's not just just because of the game, you know. Let's keep on flourishing. Let's keep on being examples out outside the game as well. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was very political. I, that that means if the right if the right fight come, the right bag come, <laughs> you might be out there again. I like how you put that. But I also like how you said this too, though, bro. I never looked at it this way, where you said, you know, as an athlete, you're you know you're special. Yeah. You're special beyond that is basically what you said. Right. I never thought about it that way. You're chosen an athlete. Yeah. You did some amazing things in the ring, on the field, on the court. Yeah. You can also take those same things and do something different yeah, in a man, different I, space. That's, that's yeah, cool. man, I see it, man. I see a lot of guys, you know, once they finish a ball or finish whatever, they just feel like, okay, 
you know, they really, they really fall all the way back. If they, yeah. they fall all the way back, get fat, get lazy, just lay it up and just feel like the gift is gone. Like, like, no, like you've been chosen you're from birth. Like you're special for some yeah. reason. Not just this. Yes, you got great athletic ability, but you've, you've been chosen out of all these people to, to, to be showcased to the world. And it's not just, right. not just for that. Let's keep it going. Right. Yeah. Graduate to the next stage. Let's go. You know what I mean? I think that people just need to hold on to that, hold on to, you know what I mean? To that fact of just knowing how special that they are, even outside the game. Yeah. A lot of our cats are struggling, bro. And you oh, know, like you said, they're, they're physically, mentally, spiritually. So I'm glad that you hit on that. Yeah. Um, state of boxing. Yeah. Come on, give us we're, 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 what's going on. We in a good place. We in a bad man, I, place. We in an okay place. I think we're in a great place, man. I think we're in a great place. Um, you know, um, I think that division the, at one thirty-five to one forty division is keeping everything, you know, really exciting. Um, it's almost like, uh, you know, kind of you know, like back in the day, the Four Kings, the Sugar Ray Leonard, the Marvin Hagler, Duran, and you know Hearns. And I think you kind of got the same type of vibe, you know. Like I said with Devin Haney, Tank. You know, Tiafimo Lopez, Shakur, uh, yes, name Ryan Garcia. And um, and they have something now that we've never had, you know, coming up, and that's in you know, that social media. And 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 you know, these guys are really finding out, you know, how to really, you know, maximize that to really promote themselves. Because like I said, like back in the day, I mean, you weren't really hearing about any other I mean, any of these guys if they weren't getting ready for a fight or being promoted outside the ring the right way. But now, you know, you got this phone now. You know, now they're now they're keeping that buzz, they're keeping that energy and that buzz going even outside the ring, which is amazing. It's football season. And you can get anything you need for game day delivered with Uber Eats. Well, almost, almost anything. Game day snacks with Uber Eats is myself, Brandon Marshall, and the lovely Chef Kenny. We have spinach dip, but not just any spinach dip. It is truffle, crab, and spinach dip. So so simple. Very, very, very simple. Again, this is not supposed to be complicated. You entered this journey because you wanted stress-free cooking, and that's what we were able to give you guys in these eight series. Let's dive into this recipe. We got everything we needed delivered with Uber Eats. So you have some spinach here, heavy cream, garlic paste, Parmesan, truffle oil, mozzarella cheese, and some chips. We're gonna actually put all this stuff together not the chips, because that's at the end. Put all this <laughs> stuff together, you're gonna see that, and we're gonna finish it off with some extra truffle oil, some some crab meat, and also some extra cheese, because Brandon loves him some cheese. All right, guys, so our spinach dip has been bubbling in the oven. Brandon, can you please grab that? Right. <laughs> oh, it's hot in there. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> see how creamy that is, guys? So Brandon is actually gonna finish it off Okay. What you do, you know, doing the most. Doing the most. We're gonna okay. put this on the crab, mm -hmm. some crab meat. Yeah, you can put the entire thing. Just, just, just dump it in there. Like that, bam. Uh huh. And okay. I know you like your cheese, so go okay. ahead. The whole thing. What? How much cheese you want? Okay. As you see, he's fair. All those Green Bay Packer cheese heads out there. Mm -hmm. And mix. just mix it up. Just mm -hmm. mix it up. See what I'm saying? You gotta put that touch on it, guys. Mm -hmm. and when you when you make that sound, it sound like you know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? You don't really need to do it, but when the people <laughs> over there in the living room they hear that, they're like, "Woo!" And I gotta taste this food to go, huh? I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm actually um, lactose intolerant, but I am going to risk my life right now. Don't do it. 
Okay. I need to eat it. Mmm. The chef oh always got to taste it. How, what is it? It's so good. You can't. I did a little like, dance. I did a little dance. I did like the festival dance. That's like a little cocky, like arrogant, like when you enjoy your own work like that. Well, I'm not going to lie to myself. Ooh. I'm sorry that my parents actually instill confidence in me, just like yours did you. There so. You <laughs> like always, my house. My kitchen. Game day snacks. Mm. <laughs> there you have it. Get almost almost anything for game day delivered with Uber Eats, official on-demand delivery partner of the NFL. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in boxing. You got Showtime now out of it. Where, was that the last Showtime fight? Were you on yeah. the last Showtime fight? So you made yeah, history yeah. again? Yeah, man. That's the last show. That's the last show. Wow. Uh, I just got... I was last really? show, so I'm looking forward to. Uh, I think they just did a deal with, uh, well, you know, Al Heyman um, and Steve Espinosa. I think they just did a deal with Amazon now. So now a lot of the platforms are going to move to these streaming platforms. Uh, I believe, I don't think it got announced yet, but this might be exclusive. I think, um, was I think Netflix jumped in the, you know, I mean, they're jumping into space too to try to stream these fights live, which I think would be dope. So uh, I think it's the Amazon, Netflix, and I think more are going to try to come to the table as well too. So, so, wow. so boxing ain't, so boxing's okay. Cause it, man, we, we, it's, it's a, it, was bit, it was awesome. Excuse me. It was awesome watching y'all on Showtime and HBO, yeah. bro. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. It was like, no, no, no. you know what I mean? Yeah, it was nostalgic. I mean, even now nostalgic, um, you know, like I say back in the day, like I came up on HBO. So, and I came up watching these guys on HBO, and it was right. just, you know, it's just a nostalgia of it, man. It was just so amazing. But like I say, it's, I mean, the times are changing now. So now, got the streaming platforms now, and I guess they're going to test it out, um, you know, this upcoming year, see how it goes. Right. So you talked about 140, 145. All right, let's get into a few names before I let you go. Devin Haney. Uh, first thing that comes to mind when it comes to Devin Haney. Uh Devin is setting, he's setting the wave right now. He's setting really? the wave right I think so. I think he's setting the wave right now because he's doing it different. Um, uh, he's doing it different because I've known Devin since he's been a kid. I know his father since he's been a kid. His father is very smart. His, his dad is very strategic. He came up in that Mayweather camp. He took a, I sat down there and talked to Bill in the, in the gym um, in the Bay. He told me the play. He told me what he was going to do. He's playing it out. He he brought Devin up in front of that Mayweather, in that Mayweather gym. He's low-key taking a lot of those same strategies and implementing into into Devin. Um, when it comes to social media, building on social media, when it comes to, you know, him, you know, being flashy with the cars and the jewelry, uh, you know, him with the women, that are you know, big social media influence. I think all that's, I believe all of it is strategic, you know, from Bill. Wow. All of it. Wow. He's, wow. he's killing it right now. It's so, it's so funny, bro. It's like to become like one of the best, you not only got to be so skillful, you also got to know your stuff outside of the ring when it comes oh, yeah. to promoting yourself and building yeah. yourself. Oh, yeah. So like, you think he's leading the game right now when it comes to that? Um, Of course, I think, uh, I think Ryan is probably the first to really uh a really you know kind of like just say lead it off um on the social media aspect 
I think Devin is definitely getting the hang of it. Yeah. Um, and you know, he's you know, like I said, now he's keeping it going. I believe Tank, you know, Tank isn't really a social media guy, but but he's just so he's just so dangerous and so just like entertaining in the ring. Right. Um, you know, he's just creating this crazy buzz and social media is taking off even without him being so yeah, engaging. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's not yeah, like he's posting every day like it. Ryan Garcia. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah that's the crazy thing. I don't got to be on camera, but <laughs> already taking off on him. You know what I'm saying? So, right. Yeah, so, so talk to me about Javante Tank Davis. I mean, change his name. Excuse me, Tank. Uh, I know you just converted to Islam, yeah. Nation of Islam. So, you know, I need to get, you know, the new pronunciation of your name down. But let's say Tank Davis right now. Yeah. Uh, what comes to mind? Man, beast right now, man. Tank's a beast. Um, you know, Tank is a special individual. Um, a lot of people just talk about his power. Um, you know, but you know, but his ring IQ, I see it. I see his ring IQ and his boxing skill. Um, just understanding the tutelage of what he came up from, um, you know, over in DC and a lot of the guys, um, and a lot of coaches out that way that I mean that work on technique. I see it and I understand that, of course, the casual fan, they're gonna see him knocking these guys out, but he's power, speed, and IQ. Right. And so he's dangerous, and he has that demeanor, man, that he, he has, like, that old Tyson demeanor that he he doesn't have to do too much talking. Right. Everybody's going to come watch him fight and handle his business, and, and, and they're going to sell it out. Abdul Wahid, I believe, is the yeah, Abdul the Wahid. I believe it. Yeah. Ab Abdul Wahid. Uh, is he pound for pound the best right now? Or you want to go to the other gentleman that we need to talk about and discuss? <laughs> um, I, I believe I believe he's definitely up there. Um, no, I didn't um, ask that question, Berto. Come on, bro. The best, though, I'm talking about pound for pound, the best right now. I, I, I In the game right now, I can't, I don't think I can give it to him yet. So yet. going to give it to? Pound for pound, the best right now? I, I still think, I still think pound for pound. Um, I still think we're still looking at uh don't say Canelo. No, Crawford and Canelo. Ooh, will we ever see that? What fight will we see? What's next for Crawford? I think I think that's still pound for pound. Um, um, I think I think I know you I, just I, ran into him a couple weeks ago. I seen yeah, the yeah, little the yeah, video. Yes, my man. And I done told him, man. I told him after the fight. I told him after the Spencer, I said, listen, bro, your fight gonna have to be Canelo. Wow, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't think I'm gonna go all the way up there. I'm thankful. He wanted to fight twin to you know to win the undisputed again, which I understand. And then they put him in a tough situation. They stripped, you know, they stripped uh, you know, twin from the you know with the belt. So he had to kind of throw that away. And I'm like, the Canelo fight is it. And as he continued to move around, do interviews, everybody kept talking about it. So so I think that's the fight that um Ooh. I think that's the fight that's gonna that's the fight that's gonna solidify it all. <laughs> yeah. fight Canelo. If he beats Canelo, he better just leave, walk out the ring, never uh, come back, <laughs> sit on the sit on the throne like <laughs> you think we're gonna see it in 24? <laughs> Bruh, if he does that, it's over. He just leave, nigga. Don't never come back. Hey, he got. Hey, listen, it ain't even. I'm not even gonna say he got a chance. I like him. Oh no, Canelo. I no. Listen, I like him. I like him with. Right. I like him with. I like him with Canelo. I like him with Canelo. I mean, Canelo like, ain't gonna put it on the line though. 
Huh? Nah, nah. Canelo at a place right now, man. You know, Canelo, like he's the king and he can do whatever he want to do. He got a lot of people calling his name. I mean, he's made tons and tons of money. You know, right now he's just doing whatever he want to do. So, Benavidez, we want, we want Canelo. We want Crawford. Yes, that was stupid. <laughs> 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 who, 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 who you like between Haney and uh and uh Abdul Wahid, uh, Tank Davis? Nah, I gotta give the Tank man right now. I don't see nobody playing with Tank right now. I don't see nobody playing with Tank. Tank's still young. He's still vibrant, strong, fast, explosive. And he got that ring IQ, bro. Like, I don't see nobody mess with Tank right now. Tank's a would you, would you? Okay, 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 okay. So uh, before I let you go, bro, I want to touch on um, I want to touch on uh, Joseph Parker, Devontae, uh, Deontay Wilder. Um, yes. Bro, look, we all kings, and we work our ass off to get to this point. He just looked defeated in that corner, no. bro. Yeah. What did you see? Um, I'm the same, man. Um, you know, one thing with this game, and one thing with this game is, um, and it happens to a lot of us. Um, you come into it very, you're very hungry and very vibrant, and and you know, with tons of energy and just want to just be the best and just take over the world. But right. but you know, over a few years and over this and over that, you know, life happens. Your life happens, you know, you get, you get paid, you get money, you, you get, get sophisticated. Paid. Listen, you get paid, you you suffer defeats, you, uh, 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 you know, you have kids, you know, at home and that bed starting to feel real comfortable. You know, you look in your kids' eyes, you know, they love you and you're starting to feel that, that, that same savageness that you had before you had kids. Now you see your little daughter, your little son, you want to hug and kiss him. You know, that 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 energy starts to kind of wear off a little bit. You know what I mean? Especially when you know how fickle this game is with him. He was able to go through some defeats and the same people that cheered for him and loved him so much. You see, you know, how fickle the game was, how everybody just went against him. Right. Time. So for him to go back in there, I don't think his love for the game is where it was. So now, should he retire? Now it gets to a point of just give me my money so I can go and spend time with my family. Right, right, right. Yeah. But that's dangerous, though, because we I can play football. You can't play right. boxing. Can't play boxing. You're right. So he got to get his mind right. And he said that, I believe, he I believe he said in the interview, and right after the fight, he said, listen, man, um, you know, for some reason, my killer instinct isn't there. I need to find it again. I'm too much at peace, and I'm too happy. That's exactly yeah. what he said. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm too much at peace, and I'm too happy. You know what I mean? And that's dangerous. You're right. It's dangerous to keep walking in the ring that way. So he, like I say, he acknowledged you. Can, I, you you know it, bro. Once you get to this point, it, it's like, I don't know if you can get that back. It was the same for me in football. Yeah. I got to yeah. a point where yeah. I didn't have that juice. I didn't have that energy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, you can't go out there and play around with these dudes running yeah. 24 miles per hour trying to take your head off. Exactly. Um, with, with that being said, do you think that Wilder should retire? I believe he can, you know. Because we it, wanted to see that it, Anthony Joshua fight. You know, everybody been calling like for that one. As I'm saying, it seems like he's in a good place right now in his life. He's made tons of money. Like he says that he can retire right now if he wants to. The Anthony Joshua fight is a fight. Of course, we want, we want, we want. It's still a huge fight. But he's going to have to get his mind right if he wants to do that. He's right, gonna right. Get, yeah, he's going to have to get his mind right if he wants to do that. 
My last question for you, was that a mistake uh, signing the deal with Anthony Joshua before he even stepped in the ring with yes. Joseph Parker? Yes, I don't understand why guys do that. I do not understand why people do that, man. You got to stay focused on the task at hand. Um, you know, like I say, this is, you know, I mean, this fight game is not a game. Anything can happen, as you can see. Um, but, you know, feeling that confident and signing a deal, um, of course, it probably was just in the Tyson deal and, and, and you know, he felt good about it. But, you know, like I said, you don't never do that. Handle your business you first. Handle your business first. Everything else is going to come after. Don't, don't, don't never look past an opponent, ever. There, there you go. Two-time former uh, Walter, well, Walter Waite champion of the world and one mm -hmm. of the most uh, biggest personalities, one of the biggest personalities in sports. I can't wait to see when you really, really, really dive in your bag. You've been man. playing around with us, bro. 24, man. 2024, man. Bruh. Listen, just bag, just, just save a collaboration or two for me. Like, Look. I'll be home. I'll be home uh, first week of January. Look. Okay? So if we can connect, just lunch. We can do this all day long. This right here? We can do this all day long. Bruh, yeah. 24 going to be crazy for you. <laughs> Everybody listening, watching, subscribe, comment, and uh, give us your feedback. That's my brother right there, uh, Mike Berto. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> Love. Yeah. Came up from the mud, it's like I walk around with a shoe stain. Uncle gave me fire when we kicked it, he was Lou Kane. Remember we was struggling for a dinner, needed loose change. Now the money never stopped, and I feel like I'm Bruce Wayne. Ain't never gotta tell me that I'm going, cause I've been gone. Just wanna be judged by my actions, not my skin tone. The hustle man, got my feet planted like the Flintstones. I'm yelling that we did it, high stepping in the end zone. I got my first check and messed around and gave my mama racks. Always had my back, so now I gotta get my mama back. No AC, had us grilling, yeah. It was chain smoke. Promise y'all to make it through this storm. You need a raincoat. Look up to some bad. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.